0: The listening 4th and 4th, the podcast that only wants you for Christmas or a new electoral college. And now, give it up for your hosts, B. Michael Cole and D.T. Carroll.
1: So today is a great day, D.T. It's a great day for mediocre men everywhere. You know why? Why, Cole? I'll tell you why. I'm glad you asked. Because Jeff Fisher has got a two-year contract extension as well as less need. Jesus. Yeah. What? <laughs> I don't get it. I mean, this, I know this happened last week, so we're a little bit behind the eight ball, but it, it, it's like the Trump election. The longer, the, the more time we get behind it, the more incredible it seems that it happened. Like, why, yeah. why, why would you extend this guy? I mean, okay, let us me back up. I think I know why that they extended Jeff Fisher and, and less need, because they knew they were, because this is apparently the story goes, this was done before the season even started. Right. Uh, so the next question is why they wait to announce it. Who knows, but they, I can see why they would put something in place to keep the current coaching hierarchy in place between moving from St. Louis to Los Angeles. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But so why, why didn't you announce it then? It is
2: where they didn't announce it. And uh, now um, Jeff Fisher's come out and said that he didn't even know that Sneed was extended, too. Like, apparently there's just no communication right. between ownership, general manager, and the head coach of this team. It's, and, it's astounding.
1: Well, you know the results speak for themselves, though. Obviously, that what they have in place is working. They're working on their third, or their fourth year in a row of going 7-9. and nine. With those kind of <laughs> results, you know, really, do you, do you want to upset the apple cart now? I mean, really, come on, think about it. No, no, just keep on going. You know, obviously it's working. Yeah, <laughs> I think isn't like Fisher like one or two losses away from having the all time loss record of a, of a hedge, of a head coach. I think he might be close. Yeah, um, I think they're currently last in points scored,
2: last in first down, first downs. Like they, they might literally be the worst team in the league right now statistically. <laughs> like even behind the Browns, even.
1: Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, that's because that, you know in the beginning of the year the Browns were in a few games. I think the first game they played, they went up something crazy, like twenty-one points in the first quarter, mm-hmm. and everyone in Cleveland is going crazy and yeah, thinking this was their year, yeah, or, or at least their year to win more than four games, right? And everything <laughs> just went to shit, just says it does. But anyway, the point I'm trying to make here is that Jeff Fisher, my God, I I don't get it. But it ha- does give me hope for my future because obviously cuz I don't know if you know this about I me mean, or not DT but I have pretty much failed at everything I've done. <laughs> so knowing that there's a there's a future for some guys like Jeff Fisher as long as you're a middle-aged mediocre white man there's always hope for you in America. Mm. Does
2: everything that's happened recently with the Rams kind of change that? I mean, do they have the option of maybe voiding his contract if they wanted to? Well,
1: he's a he's a head coach, so you know, they can fire him anytime they want. Right. Right. Um. You got. I mean, you got to think that the least let him go forward for the first year of the two-year extension, <laughs> at least yeah. part way through. You know. Do you see him being the coach of the Rams next season? I think so. I, yeah, I think they keep around. And you know what's what's really aggravating about this whole thing is that as soon as he leaves the Rams, he's going to get phone calls. I know. What's a fucked up
2: thing about it is like he's probably going to land in like, you know. Cincinnati or or maybe even New York. Who the fuck knows? But but right. yeah, he's going to find a job somewhere else in the league the moment he's fired.
1: I mean, here's the problem with the Rams. Are, do the Rams – are they just chronically underachieving or is there just serious problems with that roster? Because that – I mean that defense is historically – the last three or four years been vicious. I think it's just
2: a, a case of completely not giving a shit. I think Stan Cranky just doesn't fucking care at all. He's not in no. the business of of winning football games. He's simply in the business of owning a football team. That's all there is to it.
1: Yeah, he he wanted to. Yeah, I was actually thinking about that this, uh, this afternoon. Um, he, he seems to be the kind of person just who wants to be in the club but doesn't want to do anything with it. Right. Exactly. Kind, kind of like our president elect.
2: Exactly. <laughs> just
1: just, just that out there. Yeah. This is a year that mediocre white men have just fucking just roared back into prominence. You know, hey. American dream. <laughs> it really is. It really is. But yeah, so the Rams are going to be the Rams. They're going to be seven or nine for till they get rid of Mister Fisher, and then then yeah. what? They have Jeff, uh, Jared Goff. Have you seen anything from this kid that makes you think that his he should have been a number one pick?
2: Not the number one pick. Absolutely not. No, no, no. Uh, he's he he's still very much a project quarterback. I mean, his debut wasn't awful, but no, he's not the over. No, not the overall number one pick, and not this, by a long shot. This is
1: why, you know, you and I, um, you and I, when we went to the Cardinals game last weekend, and I mentioned the draft, we should go best available, and you got mad at me. I, I figured you were just drunk, but um, was, <laughs> I, I, I kind of was. But this is why you go best player available. I mean, everyone hates best player available strategies. I'm, I'm not terribly opposed to it. It's just in this particular
2: draft for the Cardinals, in in particular. I feel like it's time to just kind of gamble. We've gone safe, well, yeah. We've we did that linemen. with with defensive ends, and yeah. But I mean, we also had a shit of front office at that point. Like we're making bad decisions across the board. But now we've actually got good scouting in place. We've got a dynamite general manager. We've got a good head coach. The owner of the team, the acting you know active owner. Right. Michael Bidwell, who's not officially the owner, but is pretty much head of operations. The front office is so stout and so talented right now that I feel like we could make a move like drafting a quarterback in the first round and actually make something of it. Because up to this point, we've been drafting linemen and you know defensive ends and shit like that. And the last couple of drafts have been like Robert Candice,
1: which he fell to us in that draft for a reason because it gets yeah. fucking lazy. You know? <laughs> I, w- I wasn't crazy about that pick. I mean – I thought that maybe you would have a have a re- replay of a Tyrion Matthew... Tyrion... I can't even think of the dwarf on the Game of Thrones. It's, it's t- <laughs>
2: <laughs> Tyrion Matthew. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> now, that would be a good mashup. That would be a good cultural mashup. Um, you know, <laughs> I tackle people and I know things. Anyway, um... Oh, you don't know. Like, you don't watch Game of Thrones. You don't know that reference, but... Um, anyway, it, it, trust me, if you do... What I said is hilarious. Anyway, okay. so, yeah, I, I thought they'd be a thing with Matthew and uh, maybe they get him under control. But, no, apparently he's just a lazy shit bum.
2: Yeah, he's uh, he's been a healthy scratch for multiple games this season because he's just not showing up. The kid doesn't fucking care.
1: Yeah, so, you know, what? one nice thing about the rookie uh, wage scale is that we can move on from mistakes like that quicker. Um, yeah, so, but... But, I mean, getting back to our original point, I mean, Kim Dietschy
2: was at that point the best available athlete. Well,
1: it depends if you if you take in consideration mental issues as well. Right, that's true. I mean, if, if you're just looking at the physical prospect, and yeah, he probably was, but if you, you look at the whole package, I mean, why the hell is he falling out of a window drunk? I mean, yeah. I know I would fall out of a window drunk, but I'm not—you know—I'm <laughs> not anyone on anyone's draft board except for maybe the Rams. Uh, he and, said
2: he was he said he was drunk, but he, oh, what he actually was happened drunk. was no—he was—he was high on uh, synthetic marijuana. It made him super paranoid. He flipped out, freaked out, and jumped out of a window. He didn't fall out of it. So the like, kid's a fuck up, basically.
1: <laughs> so draft them, awesome. <laughs> Thank God the 29th pick, the Arizona Cardinals, pick a fuck up. Yep. Oh lord what's happening to our team. Oh yeah, anyway, we we, we 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 always turn this into cardinals talk, but uh, <laughs> let's 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 keep us keep it on the conversation going. There are actually some interesting things happening uh in the league actually tonight as a Thursday, the Thursday night game is actually rather fascinating. It's yeah, rather actually. fascinating. It's the uh Rams versus the Chiefs. To a titanic battle between two amazing franchises in the toughest division of football, the AFC West.
2: The toughest division in football. Yep. It really is. Yeah.
1: And uh who do you think you're gonna win tonight, DT? I think it's gonna be the Raiders,
2: honestly. I mean you got two really, really stout defenses. Yeah, those Raiders those are defenses, ranked 30
1: at the defense, by the way.
2: Yeah, but Khalil Mack is like <laughs> playing a whole other level. Like he's making now he's he making is, yeah. plays by himself. But between the two of them, I mean Eric Barry was fucking crazy against the Falcons this past week. Yeah, he was. But I think Oakland's got the better offense, so I think they're gonna win out.
1: Well, I, the only thing I, the only thing that would uh, I would quibble with that is that Kansas City is you know they're a great team in the regular season and they are at home, mm-hmm. so I, I'm picking the Chiefs on this one. I know we haven't done our column yet this week, or at least we haven't put it up. So I'm going with the Chiefs. I think, uh, yeah, I, th- I think they're going to. Um, I think they're I think they're going to win, but I still think I still think the uh, the the Raiders will win up winning the division because it yeah. seems like Denver is just falling apart right now. Or maybe not falling apart, but, you know, I know you said that Peyton Manning wasn't himself last year, even a a reasonable uh, simulacrum of himself, and again, ladies and gentlemen, you should listen to Fourth and Crow because he's words like Mm. simulacrum, and that's a good word. That is a good word. Yeah, it is. It's Yeah, don't ask me to define it, but it sounds right. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, he wasn't good, but still, Peyton Manning is still layers out of Trevor Simeon. Yeah, and I mean, Simeon was out
2: last week, too, and Paxton Lynch had his... I think it was his first start. Yeah, you know, it was his, his first start. Yeah. Not impressed.
1: Not, impressed.
2: <laughs> Not and, impressed. Another one of those guys who were definitely uh, a project quarterback. But he was somebody that Elway kind of panicked and traded up to get because they really thought they needed a quarterback. That's before Trevor yeah, Simeon kind of emerged. They, they're
1: right, yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Until he came into his own. Uh, yeah. and, and, well, speaking of troubling quarterbacks, you was mentioned something uh, earlier about uh, Mr. Kaepernick.
2: Yeah, uh, the word is that he's going to be uh, voiding his contract and not returning to the 49ers next (laughs) season. Which is kind of amazing because he's got the hubris after throwing all of five yards in the game last week. He's decided he just just doesn't want to be here. He's too good for this shit.
1: (laughs) Not just just throwing for five yards. Five Mm -hmm. yards and four sacks. Yep. He has one yard more than he has sacks. Yeah. That's impressive. That's an NFL record, actually. Against the Bears, too, man. I mean. Yeah, that whole game, they didn't complete a pass in the first quarter. Nope. Neither one of them. Nope. <laughs> I mean, I know it's Smash Mouth football. It was snowing and all that kind of, you know, it's a mediocre white guy bullshit here on talk radio. <laughs> ah, it's, just a, it's just grit. It's Smash this Mouth is football. A defensive battle is what this is. Oh yeah.
2: yes. Spare me. I hate defensive battles.
1: Yeah, I can, think can it'd be kind of cool, but I anyway. like
2: defense. I hate defensive battles. I want to see both sides of the team playing well, and I want to see a well balanced team on both sides of the ball, giving it their all. I don't want to see fucking field goals the whole night, like Seattle and Arizona. That was nonsense.
1: I kind of like that because I like seeing my of seeing the defensive line completely just smack Russell Wilson around. <laughs> that was yeah, nice. Fair enough. Yeah. That's right there. One of my one of my I think my one of my very favorite like. Just regular season kind of games ever was a Daryl Washington knock Mike Vick's dick in the dirt five mm. times in a game. Yeah. That was gratifying. Fucking Daryl Washington. Yeah, that – can you imagine where our <laughs> defense would be if that dude hadn't taken a shit? Dude, oh dude, we
2: probably have a Super Bowl right now. Yeah. If we had Washington. Because yeah.
1: we, had, they, we had no contingency plan for Washington nope. being such a screw-up. Nope. Not at all. And he was a good interior lineman. I mean – He was very good. He was elite. Yeah. He, or oh, he could have been he yeah. could he certainly could have been uh, Good god i was uh, anyway <laughs> but yeah so callan uh, he's going to avoid his contract and probably his bowels and probably his career yeah probably his career but he's an he's an undre- he's in a uh, unrestricted free agent who else is on that on that list that we might want to take an interest in
2: there is a lot actually there's oh, a, cool. an extensive list i've kind of narrowed it down to multiple you know Players I think might make for interesting topics of, of conversation. Uh, first and foremost is probably Kirk Cousins, the quarterback for Washington.
1: Yeah, I was thinking about that. You, would you? Would you? If you were Kime, if you were Steve Kime, and again we're deviating into Cardinal Stock with uh, Brian and DT. But if you were Kime, would you take a chance on, on Kirk Cousins? He's going to want too much money. No. Yeah.
2: Is going to be too expensive for for us. We've got a lot of people. We got to pay this offseason. We've got a lot of unrestricted free agents. I think like twenty okay. of them or something.
1: That's fantastic.
2: Yeah, but Kirk Cousins, he's going to be too rich for our blood. I I don't know if he'll stay at Washington either. No, I think I mean, this this has been like his coming out party this season. This kind of audition for other teams. Yeah, I think he's I think he's going to find himself a, a decent job somewhere. Do you, do you really think do. Washington
1: uses the tag on him?
2: I think if they're smart they do i think it doesn't hold them long term though
1: no it doesn't you, you don't really want to do that oh let so who else is on this list eric berry for kansas city is actually he's not, i don't think he's going anywhere i don't know they couldn't
2: come to a long-term agreement in the offseason this this past year
1: yeah but remember carlos dansby a few years ago in the cardinals he took he did like two or three franchise tags in a row yeah and you know he ended up yeah, I, I could. I'm not not suggesting Barry doesn't make character. Or he's kind of, or a douche like uh, Carlos Stansby kind of is, but yeah, you know, yeah. I don't know. But but then again, would you would you? I think Eric Barry is one of those guys that kind of like Larry Fitzgerald, that even if you're on, he stays on that team. You know what I mean? No matter what he does, you had you had to make a deal because he's kind of the kind of become like a rallying point for the Chiefs. Kind of yeah, especially this
2: season in particular. Like, right? You know the cancer battle and the fact that he bounced back. Uh, he's been you know, come back player of the year. Yeah. I mean, I saw the man play against Denver last year and as much as I love the Broncos, it was actually kind of amazing to see Eric Berry like sack Peyton Manning. You know, it's oh, almost yeah. like, legendary matchups so that you only see like once in a lifetime. But he, yeah, he was he was, uh, you know he's this great story, you know, and a great player. So Yeah, no, he's he's a great player. Um it is interesting though because again they weren't able to come to an agreement when they had the time to do so in the offseason. So we signed a one year contract. But now, after the season he's had now, he's going to want even more money. He's going to expect to be the highest paid safety in the league. And I don't know if Washington will go or uh, Kansas City will go for it. We'll have to see.
1: Yeah, well, he'll, he'll end up some—I mean, that's the thing. If like, you want money, you go to a shitty program generally. Right, exactly. You know, Patriots aren't going to overpay for you. You know, uh, Who else is on that list? Uh, well—
2: who- if you want to go to back to Cardinals talk, uh, yeah. <laughs> a big one is well, two big ones. I would say would be Michael Floyd and Chandler Jones. Jones, I see us putting the franchise tag. Yeah, on. He,
1: they're going to tag him. Where they're going to they're going to hopefully just pay him. So yeah, yeah. Um, but Michael Floyd, I think he's gone. Yeah, I think he's gone. Yeah, even though he's he played a good game last last week that we saw. You know, I don't think I don't foresee him coming back. At least, especially not for like you know top wide receiver money. No, um, And I think he thinks he wants it. I think he thinks he's
2: worth it. I see him as like a wide receiver, two or three, and one of the like, – maybe like the Lions or the Bears or well, somebody who's really hurting for receivers.
1: The thing that scares me about Floyd is that, you know, he was pretty good the the prior four years. You know? Decent. Yeah, above, so, I would
2: say above average. I think worst-case scenario, he's going to be like a Ted Ginn Jr. where he was like kind of shitty for us. Had his moments. Then he's going to go to some place like Carolina and just be like their wide receiver one. It just be amazing. Oh yeah, and Ted Arizona fans going to be like, well, what the fuck happened?
1: You know. <laughs> okay, moving on to the list. Who else we got? <laughs> uh,
2: Le'Veon Bell, who is interesting just because he's on the list, but he's not going to leave Pittsburgh.
1: No, I mean why? They're going
2: to give him all the money. <laughs>
1: he's, a, he's a tight end, right? Uh, Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. No. Back. What? He's a he's a, he's a what? Running back. Oh. Oh, yeah, because they love that smash-mouth, gritty football. Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, then the running back is Eddie Lacy, which on paper doesn't seem like it'd be that intriguing, but no. given his injuries and the fact that they desperately need a run game in Green Bay, I mean, do you keep somebody around who's injury-prone? Because he was good up until he got hurt. but Yeah, but he's also
1: having a lot of weight
2: problems and whatnot. I mean, I can't that see I mean. You know, they, they, yeah, there was there was a situation where they said he lost a bunch of weight and he put it all back on as soon as the season started. So,
1: well, who among us doesn't have that problem?
2: Yeah, but especially well, not you know this year dollars to you know.
1: Well, that, that's fair, there. but I I mean, to, have you tried the the, uh, the the seasonal Jojos from Trader Joe's? Those are pretty good. No, I haven't actually. You should check them out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're uh, these. They're like th- four different flavors, and uh, they're covered in various uh, chocolatey things. And they're pretty damn good. Mm. Yeah, I like them. That sounds amazing, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, anyone else on that list that's intriguing? Uh, Blaine Gabbert for oh. San Francisco. <laughs> so, so they could be out both quarterbacks,
2: San Francisco. That's, that's exactly why I'm oh, on the list. I God, mean, Otherwise, please. who would give a shit? But please. That means San Francisco is going to draft quarterback. They yeah. Have to. They absolutely yeah. have to. So that's it's it's, it's it's again it's intriguing not because it's Blaine Gabbert because who fucking cares, but because Kaepernick is voiding his contract and they're not going to sign Gabbert they're not going to bring it back there's no reason to, that means there's going to be one less quarterback in the draft in probably the first ten picks, so it's yeah. interesting it's it's implications <laughs> for the you know the future of that team and also what's going to happen in the draft come April. So. Right.
1: What do you th- do you see Ka- do you see Kaepernick landing anywhere?
2: I see him landing on a practice squad somewhere, maybe. Somebody's going to kick the tires, but I, I, I don't see him becoming the franchise quarterback or being the starter anywhere next season.
1: No, I think he's probably a career backup, and that's what he should have been. Harbaugh and his arrogance thought he could make him into a starting quarterback. Well, we had
2: that small window where the, shift, or the league hadn't shifted to awareness about the mobile quarterback. That's how RG3 got his foot in the door, too. Defenses didn't know what to do with it. And then the very next season, everybody was hip to it. They knew how to cover it, and they just shut both those guys down. Well,
1: yeah, but, I mean, they still haven't figured out Russell Wilson. But, you know, so I don't think it's so much as they figured out how to shut down Colin Kaepernick as much as they, you know, the, the San Francisco's personnel started fleeing. Yeah, You know, too. They were successful because they gave Kaepernick a short field. They had a great special teams, which, you mm-hmm. know, as, as a Cardinals fan, I'm kind of envious of. Yeah. And they had an amazing defense. So you always had a short field. And, you know— when you can just run for 18 yards, that's, you know, if you start like around the, on your, on your opponent's 45, that's automatically in field goal range. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I, I mean, he wasn't throwing ball. He, he has a, he has a strong arm. He could throw it, throw lights out, but he had no touch and he has the accuracy is bad. Right. But Harbaugh thought he could do this. And now, now he's throw, I mean, he's made lots, lots of money, but his career is over. But anyway. Yeah. Well, that's about yeah. it for this segment right now. Why don't we, uh, why don't we take a break, bring in Alf Alex, and we'll start the next segment with our rapid-fire questions, which we did not do last week. And uh, I have a couple of good ones. So I kind of want to hear, hear uh, DT's thoughts on these.
0: Hey, everybody. It's comedian Alexandria Love here with your 60-second Poker Pop. Let's pop that sad little balloon, shall we? news out of my hometown of Oakland, California this week. 36 Oaklanders died this weekend after a fire broke out in a converted warehouse space in West Oakland. As a native Oaklander, this breaks my heart. Especially because these people wouldn't even have had to be in the warehouse if the average rent in Oakland weren't higher than elephant dick laced with crack cocaine, due entirely to gentrification. This basically means that this tragic fire is almost as terrible as the last awful thing that the Oakland government was responsible for in the Fruitville district. But at least that time we got that awesome movie. I would say that Mayor Libby Schaff needs to get her shit together, but now I think Mayor Libby Schaff should get her shit together and put it all on a new desk and a new job. Dylan Roof, your friendly neighborhood murder man, openly confessed to shooting and killing nine black members of a Charleston Baptist church. Roof, who laughed about the murders during his confession, will face 33 charges, including nine counts of violating the hate crime act, resulting in death. If convicted, Roof will face a death penalty. Convicted. If he had a neon green tattoo on his forehead that said, I hate darkies, he would still be out of prison in time to catch the season finale of The Walking Dead. But the way that show is going, I would honestly prefer the death penalty. Scientists recently discovered the first ever half-male, half-female butterfly. In response, the Supreme Court is preparing a case regarding the constitutionality of unisex cocoons. Unisex cocoons. I'm sorry, breaking news here. Alexandria Love, a comic and podcaster out of Oakland, California, was recently voted the worst comedian ever. Hey, that's me. Suck it, Sinbad. The CEO of Coca-Cola stepped down this week after saying, wait, wait, wait. How long ago did we take out the cocaine? Well, where the fuck did all my cocaine go, Gerald? Why the fuck did nobody stop me from sorting soda? Representatives for Gotham Supervillain, Cough, I mean, President-elect Donald Trump, say that the big orange man himself will keep his executive producer credit on The Apprentice and will contribute to the show in his spare time. Man, it's crazy that the president would have that kind of spare time. I'm a grad student. I have no spare time at all. Maybe I should drop out and find something easier to do, like be president, apparently. The way things are, I think a master's degree would honestly make me a little bit overqualified for the job. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Wait, sorry, a Shark Week is in July. Well, Christmas is pretty rad, too. You might be wondering, Alex, where can I buy the best gifts for my loved ones and also prepare them for a four to eight year long train ride? I've got you covered. We here at 4th and whatever have the perfect gift list for you and yours in Trump's America. Are you ready? Be need on the 10th day of Christmas, my true Trump gave to me 10 racist cabinet members, 9 deported Muslims, 8 confirmed hate crimes, 7 deleted Facebook friends, 6 key slang because that's a great gift no matter who you are, 5 golden wigs <sighs> that's my favorite. 4 outdated electoral systems, 3 defunded organizations, 2 broken parties, and has anyone checked on Mitt Romney? Seriously, I'm a little bit worried about it. Merry Christmas to all, and to all you made a huge mistake. That's been your sixty seconds. Consider your culture cut. Now back to these
1: assholes. And that was Alex. Oh, what that was a Singer. <laughs> How does she do it every week? Every week, actually, she's been doing really well the last few weeks. I,
2: <laughs> well, she's been doing well every week, but yeah, yeah. Uh, she's, she's killing it.
1: She's. I think. I think the election is. Um, Got her juices flowing, so to yeah, speak. Yeah, as it has many of us, yeah. Right. Uh, there's going to be, I hope there's going to be an uptick in creativity, like, you know, we saw with uh, the punk rock thing under Reagan. Um, for my mind, you, know, you could you couldn't be a punk band in the 80s without you, unless you had a song about Reagan.
2: Yeah.
1: I, I always thought it'd be kind of cool. I was really into, um, uh, you know, when I was playing in bands, I always thought it'd be kind of cool to do, like, media pranks and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like... You know, sort of like, uh, like what Cirque du Soleil sort of does, where you, when you enter the venue is when the show starts, not necessarily when things start happening on stage. Right. And um, i also be kind of cool to have like, um, have something like a washed up like, like a punk band that does nothing but anti Reagan songs and call them the Captains of Industry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's just great. That's just a great band name, the Captains of Industry. That is awesome. You know, I, I started a kind of a weird folk duo thing with my friend Ryan that lasted about two days. We started writing a song called Choco Taco, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I, I, stay, I remember I stayed home from work one day to try to record a drum part. And because I'm not a drummer, it took me all day to give something that was a passable take. And mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's lost to the seas of time now. <laughs> but <laughs> I remember I recorded, I recorded the uh, my back laundry room with an SM58 microphone. Basically, a vocal mic does have a boom. Right. <laughs> this this was not a good project. <laughs> uh, anyway, so let's let's go ahead and do these rapid fire questions. And then it's something something intrigued me about your free agent list I kinda want to bring up. But let's okay. do this. Okay. Now, first question. Mm-hmm. Atlanta or Tampa Bay, who's gonna win the NFC South? Atlanta. Sure, because they're they're oh, kind yeah. Tampa Bay's coming on strong. Yeah, I mean, I
2: like what Tampa's doing, and I think we talked last week about how Jameis Winston's kind of become that leader that nobody thought he would be. We all kind of thought he would be like another Jim Marcus Russell That that Cam Newton isn't. Cam Newton is up to this point, gone by on his his talent, and now the fact that he's not a leader is really shining through. Right, because
1: he got suspended for that one series, and Derek Anderson, (laughs) former Cardinal Derrick Anderson, came out and (laughs) threw an interception. Yep. Oh, Lord. Okay, so you're putting your marker in Atlanta, not Tampa Bay? Atlanta, yeah. Okay. No, do Okay. Do the Broncos move on from T-Bone this next season, or they stay with Mr. Simeon? Oh, that is a good question, actually. Yeah. Um, That's why I'm here? That's why I why get paid the see... big podcast money. What?
2: Yeah. I'm not super impressed with Trevor Simeon. I think Who he is? was a decent enough stopgap for this season. It was a massive transition for the team, you know, breaking right. away from from Peyton Manning. Um, the rumors about Tony Romo, I think, are going to be prevalent through the offseason until, you know, one way or another it gets shut down or locked in. But I don't think – I don't think Trevor Simeon will be the starting quarterback for the Broncos next season. Is I think Elway is too impatient for that shit.
1: Yeah, I mean, Elway – I, I, I kind of see Simeon as a big fuck you to, to... – Brock Osweiler. Yeah, you know, like oh fuck you, I can do better. I mean, I don't know. They think right. I think they're the same record, don't they? The Broncos and the, and the Texans.
2: I the Texans are six and six. The Broncos yeah. I think are seven and something. Seven and no, actually I think they're eight. They just won their last game. I think they're eight and four now. Because they just beat the Jaguars. So yeah, they're eight and four. Eight and four toughest yeah. division in football. I don't
1: know. Uh, yeah. Anyway, what are the Chargers in that? Uh they're like 5 and 7. They're at the bottom. Well, they're yeah. they're very far back. Still uh, playoffs. Yeah, yeah, oh no. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. I mean, Phil Purvis no. is done. But yeah. uh, okay, so yeah, it's, so you you're saying that, Yeah, cuz uh, that's interesting. The Tony Romo thing is interesting to me. So it seems like the Denver Broncos is becoming the retirement home for aging quarterbacks with questionable backs. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, yeah. Well, like, you yeah. know. I, the Romo is such an intriguing candidate. Mm-hmm. You know, because he is un- his skills are 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 unquestionably there. Right. You know, the man can play football at a very high level. Right. The problem is, he can't do it for sixteen plus games. No,
2: he's. When's the last time he's played a full season? I don't know. And like, I can't remember. And that. I
1: hate bagging on the guy for this because again, this is not. This is not like him calling in sick every week. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. These
2: it's, are just you know significant injuries that have prevented him from playing. He broke even when his he wanted fucking
1: to. back this year. Yeah,
2: and know? that's not the first time he broke it. He broke no. it last season too.
1: Yeah. So, but then again, you got a team like the Broncos, like, the, like anybody who's who's not the Patriots, Green Bay, or Seattle, or you know what have you that needs a mm-hmm. quarter that's in the market for franchise quarterback. I mean, anyone would take a look at this guy. Yeah, but unless you have, and and that's the thing. Dallas has an amazing uh, offensive line. Oh yeah, which is why Dak Prescott, I think, is succeeding to the high level he is. I mean, he's not, he's not tracked. He's a good quarterback. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm willing to admit that now. Is he elite? I don't know. Is, is Joe Flacco elite? Who knows? But the point is well, – get... Joe Flacco is not elite. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fine. It's an old
2: joke. But but, but I mean, Dak Prescott has got several years to go before we can, he can be declared elite. If they win the Super Bowl this year, I still would be reticent oh, yeah. to call him elite.
1: Because you, my point I'm trying to make is you put an average quarterback behind a great offensive line and they will play better. Right, of course. because they'll 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 have protection. They'll be able to see <laughs> their progressions, right? You put a right. guy like you know, you put a guy, an amazing quarterback on an amazing offensive line and you know, you have you have you have fireworks basically. Right. So how much is this how much is this Paxton or not Paxton, uh, Dak Prescott and how much is in the offensive line? It's probably more offensive line than than than, than Prescott, but I would
2: say maybe like sixty forty offensive line. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a fair balance. Right, and that's also why Ezekiel Elliott is going crazy. But um, oh yeah, yeah. Well, Zeke is a phenomenal athlete. He's a great running back. Right. He's got awesome instincts. But yeah, that, that solid offensive line just like it's they just open all the doors for him. So,
1: okay, final question. As always with rapid fire questions, there is a correct answer with mm-hmm. uh, with this one. And that question is Taco Bell or Del Taco. Fucking Taco Bell. Okay, you have gotten that question wrong. How, Del I, no, Taco is Del far Taco, better. I will argue you with Okay, about let's this hear subject. let's hear your
2: point. Del let's hear your Taco, point. I have not eaten there in probably 15 years because it was so fucking horrible when it first came out to Arizona. So maybe it's gotten better. But the last time I ate there, everything tasted like something I'd bought from somewhere else, left in the refrigerator all night, microwave yeah. for 30 seconds and then ate it. It tasted worse than something I could have just made at home. It was fucking terrible. It's cheap, okay. but it's cheap for a reason. It's just awful fucking food. Be- before I rebut your point, sir. I ate Taco are, Bell,
1: so... I was going to say, no, no, no one of these things is fine cuisine. No. You, you're no. going t- to get talking Taco Bell. You, you, you've hitting, you're hitting a lower... You know, you're know, you hitting a branch on the way down <laughs> on the tree. You know what I mean? You think it's, <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's not going well for you that day, which explains why I ate it at lunch today. But so... Del Taco has a superior chicken burrito. I mean, I would always, when I was driving to L.A. in the 90s, before Del Taco came out to to Mm -hmm. Arizona, I would stop in Blythe and I'd go get Del Taco because that chicken burrito was amazing. The chicken soft taco was amazing. Okay. Now, I'll grant you Taco Bell in the 80s and 90s, before Yum Brands bought it and just ruined it, that was some good shit, man. Taco Bell was great when I was a kid. Yeah, but Taco Bell right now is is, is dog food basically, mm. and I love my dogs. I would not feed them Taco Bell. <laughs> like myself, whom I ate Taco Bell today, and I feel awful for it, so. Yeah. So okay, so your string of uh your string of winning the the third uh, question has come to an end. Yeah, me, you are wrong. Now I know how the Dolphins feel. You really, you should. May God have mercy in your soul. Okay, <laughs> so moving on. Yeah, we were talking about this undrafted free agent list. Mm-hmm. And there are, seem to be a few big-name uh, running backs on there. Uh-huh. Now, we're not the first people to point out that the position of running back has been devalued some. So here's a question. Do you think these – now, here's the problem. is that it's a skilled position, right?
2: Right, right.
1: Do these guys go anywhere decent? Like, will Eddie Lacy be picked up by uh, a better team? Will I mean, Latavius if, Murray be picked up anywhere? They stay. I think he'd probably stay with Oakland, but you know what I mean. I think Latavius Murray will stay with Oakland. I think. I
2: think it's the best situation for everybody.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because uh, Oakland is clearly a program on, on the rise. Yeah. Because that's the thing with like you know free agents. You, you can you know you go places you got you got money but like we said in the last segment you're not going to the Patriots unless you take a pay cut. Right. You know because even Tom Brady's taking a pay cut to stay with the Patriots and you know you're not Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, no, if you know that, that dude is, You're not, is
2: relatively poorly paid, honestly, for what he's done right. and what he's worth. But he's got a, you know an amazingly rich supermodel wife, so he pretty much just plays football as a hobby.
1: <laughs> I'm just doing this because I'm bored at yeah. home. Eh, I just like it. I need a challenge. <laughs> I'm just yeah. Hanging out with my bros. <laughs> my bro. I don't think Tom Brady's ever used the word bro. Did we talk about it by, uh, my uh, my 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 barber? On on uh, on the podcast, I know we would mentioned yeah, that. Yeah, the to, dude who does the the, the straight edge, uh, right, seat. right. Like, but yeah. this guy, one of the guys I go to the good guy, one of the owls, he's yeah. from around here, and he is like old school hating Tom Brady. We're talking <laughs> about sports. And he's like, I hated him. We went to San Mateo High. I hated him at Michigan, and I I hate him with the Patriots. Awesome. That's impressive. That's a lot of hate.
2: That's, that's a lifetime spent hating a quarterback. Yeah, I know, I, right? I respect that.
1: <laughs> you kind of have
2: to. You have to respect I, that.
1: To, to just like a kid who played his high school football. <laughs> that that
2: it's Tom Brady, though. I mean, he's he, it's Tom Brady. It's kind of easy to see that whole lifetime spent hating him.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, but even still, like it was, he, he could have been – maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he was a complete douchebag at 17. I don't know. Well, I'm,
2: I am positive Tom Brady was a complete fucking <laughs> at 17. <laughs> Look at what he is at now at thirty seven. Imagine him twenty years younger. Fuck that, dude.
1: Well, I mean, you know, he also was. He was. Well, you're probably right. I, I should stop <laughs> making excuses for Mister Brady. He's, you know, he's not making excuses for me. You know, he's not True. telling. He's not saying Belichick. You know, you know what? You know what? Bill, uh, Brian, and DT have had some technical issues this uh, this season. Although they've been trying to do better with their podcast. You know, he's mm-hmm. not saying that. And if he is then I'm sorry Tom I'm sorry I called you a douchebag yeah. but anyway so running backs mm-hmm. where do you think Eddie Liss is going to land
2: it's an interesting situation uh, I mean we were talking about the fact that he allegedly lost all this weight and was in really good shape coming back and then the season started and he put it all back on and they weren't happy with the fact that he wasn't as athletic as he could have been he still was having a decent season up until he got injured again right um, I I don't know. It, it's, it's one of those things where if he comes back, maybe he'll take a pay cut. I don't know. But I mean, Green Bay is hurting for a running game. Like Starks right. is not fucking
1: cutting it. Well, like Green Bay is hurting a for a playground. lot of things. Yeah. You know, it, it's Green Bay is basically Aaron Rodgers and like a bunch of guys. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> There's, it used to be like Aaron Rodgers and like Jordy
2: Nelson, and you know, but now it's it's literally just Aaron Rodgers, right? Even Clay Clay Matthews has really faded out the last couple of seasons.
1: Well, you know, he's on the he's on the field all the time. Is the only guy trying to do anything? <laughs> you know, that defense yeah. is just is just sad. It's abysmal. Which is why I mean, do you think the do you think the Packers uh, are going to miss the playoffs this year? Oh yeah, I would say so. Yeah, really?
2: Yeah. I think the Lions take that division. And I think, yeah, I think so, too. There's too much going on in the NFC. I don't think there's space for the Packers. I mean, they're, what, 500 right now? They're like 6-6. Six and six.
1: Yeah, they're, they're not, they're not too much, doing too much better than the Cardinals. I know that. No, I don't see the Packers going to the playoffs. None of it's a wild card? No, I don't think so. Huh.
2: Mm-mm. Because, I mean, they'd have to beat out, like, the Giants. They'd have to beat out the Buccaneers. How did the
1: Giants get so goddamn good?
2: They're, they're awful. They just they get these weird fucking. It's Odell Beckham Jr.'s fault, is what it is.
0: Like
2: <laughs> you got Eli Manning, who's capable of throwing out those bomb out passes, and Odell Beckham Jr. no matter what you throw at him, it somehow sticks, and he grabs it, and they keep making these crazy fucking plays, and scoring touchdowns, and coming back, and winning games. It's but yeah, they're like eight and four. It's it's crazy. So
1: I blame Ben McAdoo because mm-hmm. I like saying McAdoo. It's a good I like name to say McAdoo. Yeah. McAdoo. Hey, Mac not particularly the toughest name. Hey, McAdoo, come here. You right. he got those reports, McAdoo. I mean, like in a corporate setting, yeah, that works. But, like, you know, in football, you know, it doesn't work.
2: No, it's like Jim Bob Cooter. You see him on the other side of the hallway. Hey, Cooter. Like, you just basically called the man Vagina. Who is Jim not Bob? A, not, a, not a soft, not a, not a hard football name at all. No. It's a fun name, but
1: no. You're Patricia. You know, like you, you know, Patricia. <laughs> you know the, the worst name I think ever is. What's that? Enos. <laughs> yeah, that's a fucking
2: terrible redneck I, name.
1: It is. And like, I was just going to say, that's a, that's a name that's pretty much relegated to one region of the country. Like You never see a guy like, you know, <laughs> you don't see a Connecticut blue blood named Enos. Oh, no. yes. This is Enos and I went on the scooter. <laughs> I mean, come on. No, it doesn't yeah. work that way, man.
2: There's not a single person in the entire state of California named Enos.
1: No, no there, there might be. Really? I think I think one of the was the one of the Warriors named Enos? One the <laughs> Enos Cantner. No, I think I think he plays for um, uh what's the fuck's that team in uh, Oklahoma that's not going anywhere? Uh, the a Thunder. Thunder. Enus Cantner. I, yeah, I think he's on the Thunder. That's there, funny. There was a dude in, in, in the Warriors named Festus and That's a, that's a name. That's, Festus. Oh Jesus. Uh it's like who who names your kid Festus?
2: sounds like one of those obscure star wars aliens that you never actually see in the movie but you can buy an action figure of right that's just...
1: <laughs> i was like the you know they, they had these little big model sets for a while in the, in the 80s and i got one of the uh, Jabba, java palace mm-hmm. and those little, little tiny figurines of uh of all uh, the um um of uh the little creatures that you saw in the java's um, palace yeah yeah, like a R- R- Rye Yeast or something like that. <laughs> well,
2: Ries, yeah, they do with the three eyes. Yeah,
1: I mean, he was always a kind of a badass. You know? Yeah, he was
2: he was in many a Star Wars video game as a villain. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you want to play that guy? Yeah, I he has three eyes. Riggies, yeah. Yeah, your yak face. Yak face is awesome. Yeah. They, they
2: and it... <laughs> <laughs> numb Max Rebo. Well, Max Rebo is actually pretty popular. He's the big yeah. blue elephant dude. Yeah,
1: he played. He, so. he played he, I think he was on a, a Dave Brubeck combo record too for a while. <laughs> it, was, it was a big, it was a big, uh, big deal in '83 when uh, Max Rebo came out. Max Rebo, yeah, yeah. I, I know he definitely guessed it on the Tonight Show for for a week or so when uh mm-hmm. you know, Max Weinberg was off the East Street Band. Yeah. I'm totally mixing my eras. I don't know who was, who was the band leader for Carson of the of the Tonight Show. Johnny Carson,
2: I have no idea. I was honestly too young to to retain that type of information. Um, a,
1: a, anyone is too young <laughs> for Carson. Um, yeah, it doesn't really matter. But because I know Weinberg is running, a, was running Conan's band for a while. Yeah, That's after Bruce Springsteen screwed the East Street band. Yeah, Springsteen. I don't know if you're a big fan of Springsteen. And we're kind of really going off the rails here. But who gives a shit? Springsteen. Mm-hmm. Like if you read his biography. All he has done is just fuck over the East Street Band, Yeah. <laughs> especially I, I, yeah. the bass player. I love that. Yet he keeps coming. <laughs> I mean, and his name is the bass player for the East Street Band is named Gary Talent. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's the kind of name. If that's your given name, you change it. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're like, what's your name? Yeah. I'm Mr. Talent. No, actually, I've heard you play. You're not. You can't stay with the East Street Band, Gary. What, what's your problem? <laughs>
2: Oh, that's funny. It's like Michael J. Fox changed his name from Michael J. Fox or Michael A. Fox. Yeah. Because he felt it was just too conceited to have right. a stage name as an actor, Michael A. Fox. Right. Yeah. If you're Gary Talent change
1: your fucking name. That's stupid. If you're Gary Talent you should get a new job because Bruce hates working with you for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, yeah, because uh, Bruce broke up the Easter Street Band to go – do synth rock in the, in the late '80s, gave us "Tunnel of Love," which is just yeah. a fantastic record. And then, uh, in the '90s, he uh, he uh, brought him back, and like he put him on really shitty contracts. It's <laughs> the hero of the working class, yeah. Yeah, they're all working for Del Taco. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, Del Taco has had pretty good chicken burritos, man. Don't knock Del Taco. I've heard that somewhere. Yeah, you have, and you've heard it, and it is the truth. All right, so we're cycling back. All right, let's 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 bring this to a close. What game are you looking forward to next week, DT?
2: Uh, to start things off, uh, the Raiders and the Chiefs, of course. I think that's right. probably my game of the week. We already kind of covered it, though. Right. Um, Redskins and Eagles, just to see how much deeper the Eagles can get how much worse off they can make yeah, their situation. Yeah, you, you were
1: seriously on the Eagles' train at the beginning of the year, and I told you, I, don't fall yeah. in love in September. Don't fall in love in September.
2: I know. I was, I was on the Wentz hype train. I I was really buying into him being a decent quarterback. I think he's still good. I think the team just kind of fizzled out at some point. I don't really know what happened. But I think the Redskins will take it, but I think it's going to be interesting just because divisional games are always right. fun. And we got a lot of them this week.
1: No, I was just looking at the schedule. Today. we got Cowboys-Giants, which, yeah, that'll be interesting. Let's see. That's the Sunday night game. Um, Saints Buccaneers, yeah. Um, yeah. Bears Lions. I mean, who gives a shit? About that? Texans Wait, Colts. Yeah, I am honestly
2: kind of intrigued by Bengals Browns just because uh, it's going to be
1: you, you are, such a fucking terrible. You game. are a perverse man if you looking know, forward I'm to Bengals Browns-
2: I'm just yeah. I'm, I don't I'm, drink to get drunk. I drink just so I can feel the hangover the next morning. <laughs> like,
1: I just Fucking hate myself. <laughs> well, if you're if you're looking forward to Bengals Browns, you do hate yourself. I'm looking forward to Steelers Bills because that's the Grit Game of the Week. Yeah. (laughs) Two gritty franchises battling (laughs) out of the frozen tundra of Buffalo. (laughs) Grit. (laughs) What should have for the column of the Grit Game of the Week?
2: (laughs) You know what's really sad? What's that? The Seahawks and the Packers are playing this week, and nobody fucking cares. No one cares. Because they can't, because there's nothing to care about. Like, last season, the two squared off, and it was great. The season before that was really great. And this year, it's like... Just fucking put the put the the, the mark in the Seahawks win column and let's just call it good. Like, yeah, it's sad how far the Packers have fallen this season.
1: It really is. It makes me it makes me you, you know kind of be like those old seventies PSAs where the Indian cries on the side of the road cause yeah, people littering. <laughs> how I feel about this. No, yeah. I don't. I don't. Mean, I mean, all all the reports coming out of Green Bay now. Like the wheel. It's, it's so funny when when programs start falling apart, the wheels come off the bus. and like, <laughs> everyone's talking about how big a prick Aaron Rodgers is. It's like that yeah, in, yeah. in L like, A too, because everyone's going crazy. Or no one's talking the personnel. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it just intrigues me because you know when, when you're winning, everyone gets along and everything's great,
2: right. right? Even if you're not getting along, you're still pretending like you are because
1: right. you feel good. Right, but then you got like you know fifty three people. That's just the players. They all can't get along. These are professionals. They're they are there because you're paying a lot of money. We talked about this once with the uh, sports psychologist, which is mm-hmm. how Metallica got their little shrink for a while. But you know, not getting along is not an option. You have to get your shit worked out because right. there are too many people, too many billions of dollars at stake for for Aaron Rodgers and what was that guy, Michael Finley, to not get along and have it affect their playing. Yeah. Anyway, I guess that's okay. But yeah, this week, uh, you know, it's okay games, but nothing really not, great. Not a great week, but a couple of standout games. Yeah. I think tonight is a game of the week. Um, I think in so fact, too. We should probably wrap this so and go watch that. But I will say this: next week, Rogue One comes out. I have tickets on Thursday night, mm-hmm. so um, either we record this, we will record this on Wednesday, so we'll, we'll talk. You know, maybe we'll talk about that. All my hopes and dreams on that one. But uh, yeah. So uh, anything else? No, I think that that's a wrap. Yes, that is a wrap. Or a burrito.
2: <laughs> a really good chicken burrito from Del Taco. Yeah,
1: we can't talk too much about burritos because then we start verging into ner- nerdist territory. God damn, Chris Hardworth's an entertaining individual. Anyway, on that note, thank you all for listening. The Fourth and Crawl, we are out.